we go. Is the moment that every single fan has been waiting for. It's time for Q Random. And welcome to another episode of Q Random. It is episode 22nd, March 29th, 2014. And thanks for listening. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to send an email. I'm at QRandom at gmail.com. That is Q-U-E-U-E-R-A-N-D-O-M at gmail.com. Or you can send me a Twitter message. I'm at Rudy underscore 8A. That is the word, not the number. It's R-U-D-Y underscore E-I-G-H-T-A. So with that being said, let's get on with the show. I just want to say, you know, sorry that I did not post a show two weeks ago. And I didn't post a show a week ago. Had a lot of things going on in my real life. Uh, Two weeks ago, I was actually celebrating my... 14 years of being married with, uh, obviously with my wife, <laughs> uh, we've been together for 17 years and married for 14 uh, for, it was, it was me planning everything, uh, hotel stay, uh, festivities that we're doing, anything that we're doing, um, that was me planning it. And what I decided to do was for the first time in 14 years, we decided to try a bed and breakfast. And we went to a bed and breakfast in Texas. And it was actually a very, very nice a bed and breakfast. It had a Victorian looking home. And it was, it was really, really nice. We actually had a private patio with a jacuzzi. And trust me, fellas, did I take advantage of it? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But... <laughs> I was, uh, it was a very nice, uh, room and we had, uh, breakfast in our room. They brought breakfast to us and it was a, it was a, it was a very, very interesting stay because it's completely different from, from a hotel. It's, uh, you're, it's very personal. Everything's open except for the rooms that are available and the yard is great. It was just, it felt like I was at a home just relaxing, just having a good time. And that's what we needed. We needed some place to actually just relax. We didn't want any of the nightlife going on. We didn't want to do any of that stuff. We just wanted to relax and enjoy each other's company. That's what I plan that's what I planned to do. The the other thing that I planned was something I actually came across. I, I said I, I, I had a bed and breakfast in Texas, but okay. I was in Weatherford. There was a bed and breakfast in Weatherford. And and about 20 minutes away, uh, there's a city called Mineral Wells. And Mineral Wells is a very old town. And has a lot, a lot of history with, involved with it. And what, what they were having was that they were having a ghost tour. Or ghost walk, as they said. It's called the Baker's Hotel Ghost Walk. Uh, This lady named Angela actually goes around town and walks you through downtown area where Baker's Hotel is and gives you history and stuff like that. 
Unfortunately, we don't go inside the buildings because they're abandoned and they are um, not for anyone to go in there because <laughs> something could fall and break and it could be um, the the person that owns the property can be held liable for it and it's just too much hassle. So what it is is that she gives you a she gives you a tour of the hotel and surrounding areas and she explains to you that this area right here is paranormal activity that occurs right here. This, 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 this happens, stuff like that. And also she gives you a brief history about the hotel of what actually happened and stuff like that. And one thing was really interesting uh, that I won't go far too into it, but what was interesting was the cost of the hotel. Okay, the hotel, I believe, was built in 1929, um, or maybe, and I know it was the 1920s. And the, the hotel cost in the 20s, I think, over almost a million dollars to, to uh, build. And she was trying to make it look, she was trying to make it uh, see, um, she was, she made it seem like the cost was just as much as the Dallas Cowboy Stadium, the new one that they just built. And that one cost over a billion dollars. So that tells you a lot how much money this individual had building the hotel and how much he invested in the hotel. So, because building it was one thing, but actually all the stuff inside of it, stuff like that, it was probably cost a lot more. And also he built hospitals and more hotels around the area. So this guy was well off, obviously. Uh, but, but that was, that was, that was, that was mind-boggling to me in 1920s spending about a million dollars to build a hotel. It's crazy. So we did the walk and the whole walk was actually kind of really, really creepy, but actually really fun. Um, I took lots of pictures. Um, the, some of the pictures never came out because for whatever reason, um, in the middle of the tour, my camera would never focus. It would stay blurry. I don't know why I was doing that. Obviously, it could have been ghosts or something like that. But for uh, for about a good 20 minutes, I could not focus anything. Um, all the pictures came fuzzy. And it was just aggravating to me. Because I wanted to take pictures. A lot of pictures. Um, so maybe I capture something. Maybe I don't. And there was a time in which my camera went off by itself. And took a picture. It's like one of those pictures that you move really quick and it takes a snapshot of the of the of the light like beaming down across the pit the across the photo. So yeah, I did that. But after everything was done, I went back and looked and viewed the pictures and there were no ghosts, but there were a lot of ghost orbs. And ghost orbs are basically like debris or something that will come in the in the in the photo but it's really not it's just little circles that appear out of nowhere and i had a lot of pictures that had it it was crazy uh, i've never experienced it because it one of the pictures i took back to back and there was a clear faint ghost orb 
And then the next picture, it was it moved down, and it was bright as heck. It was crazy. And the other picture was that there was a lady that's supposed to be um, looking through a window, and people can see this lady every every off uh, every so often, which uh, which uh, which looks it's kind of creepy. But I took a took a bunch of pictures in that windowsill. And the picture came back with a block gray spot. It's crazy. I might uh, post it on the, um, on the on the blog that I have, and uh, you can view it and stuff like that. So where it's just blocked out, and it's not me making changes to the photo. It's that's how it's taken. So other than that. It was just a relaxing weekend celebrating by my my anniversary with my wife. So it was it was a fun fun and a very ex- interesting experience because of the whole ghost walk. So and then the following week, I didn't do a podcast because I was uh, going to be on another one. And the podcast I was on it was a Viscerate podcast. It's uh, I think Resident Evil. Uh, cold and non-male and I actually joined cold and non-male because resident uh, was not uh, there I believe they said that he was uh, in Anchorage trying to kill um, seals or something like that to to get their blubber I don't know (laughs) I'm just joking but he was a he was away on business and unfortunately he couldn't be part of the show so cold and non-male took the reins and brought me aboard and and I had a great time it was a great uh, it was a great it was great to be part of the show I'm really was really excited to, to join them and be part of it so I uh, thank you guys for uh, letting me new up your your airways and uh, ruin your episode 94 <laughs> yeah, because of all the the stick that I was trying to say but unfortunately it didn't go out right because a lot of my humor uh they didn't seem like it was funny to them or maybe they just didn't understand it so there was a lot of blanks i say say blank stares or something like that but overall overall it was i had a great time and um non-male tried to make me feel uncomfortable with his uh bleed 20 questions that he asked me didn't phase me one bit i kind of played with it so it was it was great so when you have an opportunity take a listen to episode 94 but also you know listen to their episodes they actually have some great bits and uh some interesting uh segments that they uh, they bring on and one of them is that uh shitty gaming parent that is one of the best bits I've heard in a long time and because of the fact is, is that it it's a good play off of uh, off of the parents because who else has been a shitty parent while playing WoW? I remember one time I let my kid cry for about a couple more a couple more cries because I wanted to make sure I got this item before it actually uh, disappeared. <laughs> I know I'm a shitty parent, but still. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure everyone had that where they actually said, 
hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll feed you in one minute. Let me finish uh, this BG real quick. Or hold on, let me get you some water once I'm done here in this dungeon. You know, rather than just say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna walk away from the computer and get you what you need and come back. No, nope, they want to finish what they're doing because they would rather do that instead of attend to their children. <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, it's a great bit. So they did. She, I believe. Oh my God, I'm in trouble because I forgot her name. She does it. It was great. And uh, the other thing is, is that uh, Cole does a 30 minutes uh, DJ DJ mix, and um, that I actually enjoy because. Um, if you didn't know by listening to Crit Heads is, and you'll know by listening to the, the episode that I'm on with Eviscerate, I'm, I was a DJ. So I actually enjoy hearing other people's mixes, trying to get a little bit of a, try to you know, learn what they do, hear where they actually mix it in and uh, see what I can do better or learn something new, you know? Some, pe- some people uh, do it completely different than others. Um, me, in my case, did pretty bad because I only I learned on myself. <laughs> but anyway, I kid. I'm actually okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was uh, that was the that was it. Didn't do anything much in game. I am still doing the level sixty rating for uh, in the guild of violent apathy. If you're still interested, I think we're still doing it, but I think it's going to take a little break because uh, we're just not getting that many participations. So, if you want to join us, let us know right away. So this way we get more people to to participate and for us to keep this thing going because I really want to get done with the 60 rating and move on to 70 rating, level 70 rating, so I can uh, redo Karazhan because, in my opinion, Karazhan is the best dungeon that they ever made because it had difficulty, it had themes, it had a story involved or going through the whole entire thing it was one of the best dungeons well-made dungeons i've been part of in experience uh, i'll give it that it's not the best one but it is my top three of uh the raids available um i think number one is icc then number two the only reason why I choose this one is because it was my first raid. It's AQ20. It was my first ever raid that I'd done. And no, 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 no. Z, ZG, sorry. And it was the very first one I've ever did in vanilla. And I will always treasure it. It's more nostalgia than anything. It's probably the worst dungeon there is, but it's ranked up there really high for me because it's the first one. And trying to kill one of the bosses took us two weeks to defeat, and we finally took it down, and it was just enormous uh, applause and hurrahs in the, in the Ventrilo. Remember, back then, Vanilla Vent was the mean, was the, was the best out there, not Mumble. <laughs> but, alright... Well, I'm, I'm over here enough blabbing about what I've done. Let's go ahead and move on 
and cure for a random. Alright, this episode, I kind of never wanted to discuss this topic. Not because it wasn't a good topic, but it was one of those topics where I didn't want to touch it because the fact is, is that people were going crazy insane over it. And what I'm talking about is the Rick Pardo interview with, uh, that was written by Alvin Harper, I think, uh, over at Polygon. And basically there was a lot of things that the author or the, uh, or Alvin actually, Alvin, <laughs> I think it's Alvin, dang it. But I know the last name is Harper, but, uh, the author actually, um, took a lot of what Pardo said in an interview he did, I believe with MIT and rearranged it in a way to make it very controversial in my opinion. That alone took, I'm sorry, I'm trying to drive, that it made people feel horrible about how it was, how Pardo was portraying um, diversity in Blizzard as well as in the game itself. I want to talk a little bit about it. Well, actually, it'd probably be a lot, but... Um, but I want to make sure that people are aware of something. When news articles, bloggers, uh, people, you know, uh, news channels and stuff like that, they will always snip something to make it look extreme. And... Um, Unfortunately, that's what he did with this particular one. Rick Pardo actually did a cut. He did. Well, uh, there were two things that were actually discussed in the article. Okay, let me backtrack. Basically, what happened was that Rick, uh, Rick Pardo was asked a question about uh, women developers. And what was said, what it was said, I'm paraphrasing, was that there aren't that many and their applications are not coming across my desk. And I'm completely paraphrasing and exactly not, it's not exactly what he said, but pretty much people grasp it as that Blizzard's not looking for women to be, uh, to bring aboard on, in their company to assist in developing content for them. And if people actually sit back and think about it, that's not the case because in big companies, do you think that Rick Pardo is going to go through all the websites to look for, uh, look for applications, look for resumes for someone to come up, come in and as a developer? No, they are not. No, he's not. What he does is, as well as every other company out there, they use they utilize staffing agencies. They utilize recruiters within their in their business, or recruiters in other in other companies uh, to look for people that fit and meet the criteria that they're looking for. And what they do is they bring in 
and they give them to not Rick Pardo. They give it to the supervisor and manager of that department. And say, here are 20 applications here that fit the qualifications for this job. Can you look through those things and determine which one fits the qualifications that you're needing? Then they go through them and saying, okay, this is the one I want, and this is the one I want. Uh, bring them in for an interview. Or there's also other uh, agencies that do their own scanning of applicants saying that when they're recruit when the recruiters are looking through the through the resumes they look and determine if that person is a fit and i tell you what they don't look at male or female they're looking at the resume because you know why a recruiter and a staffing agency want to get that person in the system so this way that they get hired they get paid so they don't care if it's a woman they don't care if it's uh, gay, lesbian, or anything like that. What they care about is trying to bring in the best suited person for that position that was given to them with the qualifications. So they give them all that stuff, and then it's the supervisor manager that does the interview. You know, Keep in mind that there are some companies that actually do interviews not once, not twice, maybe three or four times to ensure that the, the the applicant is best suited to be part of their company. Because you're gonna interview with the supervisor. You may interview with the supervisor manager. You may interview with the owner of the company. And you may interview with all three of them at the same time to ensure that you are the uh, person that they wanna hire. You see, not everything revolves around one individual and you cannot fault him nor blizzard over someone over something like that where the diversity is not met in their company that's a bunch of hogwash because not everything is so black and white like that you know whatever happened to the person didn't meet the qualifications. So therefore, we did not hire her or him. We hired the best suited individual that fit the criteria that we're looking for. Because remember, resume is one is is a part of the is your the re, your resume is your foot in the door. Two, your interview process, the interview is your is your ticket in if you do it well if you do it enough to make it stand out so you that's it just it's just appalling to me that people would think that where one company is out there against all these people and they're only looking for one particular person or type of person it's just stupid and the other thing is is that you know on the interview it was talking about diversity in the game part of but the other topic that was brought up was the diversity in the game and the author of the article asked the question or posed the question where why isn't there any diversity in the game and 
Rick Pardo was uh, response was very true and very um, how can I say his his answer was was right on the money because basically what he said was and I'm paraphrasing I'm sorry but mentioned the fact that Blizzard is here to make games uh, make the gameplay fun they didn't want any type of outside influence I agree with that 100% because of the fact that we're all, everyone that plays World of Warcraft wants the game to be fun. Very few care about the diversity of the game, where they need to have their type of ethnicity, where they are wanting, you know, their type of way of life that they want to be in the game. As if you didn't know already, I'm Mexican. And I would be okay if they actually brought in a Mexican character. But the thing is, is that it doesn't bother me that it doesn't have it. They don't have it. Because you know why? Because it's not part of the story. It's the story that they have in place. The story that they have for this fantasy world that we're trying to to be part of. You see, just because the fact that a game is extremely popular like World of Warcraft doesn't necessarily mean that every aspect of everything needs to be put into the game. Even if they did, there's always going to be someone complaining about it. But it did not fit the type of Mexican that I'm used to seeing or being part of in my life. No, it's not. People were upset over this. And I'm not talking about just lesbians and gays. I'm talking about you know, everyone was upset with this because the fact that of the answer that they gave them, they felt that Rick Pardo did not, didn't give a good answer of diversity where pushed, brushed it aside. They don't have to answer it. They don't need to do anything regarding it. And that's what people are getting at. They're, they're just getting upset over it. Not everything needs to be like that. And I wish people would understand that because I hate to say it and it just feels like you're pushing your agenda onto us because you feel that it's necessary and that's what upsets me just because you want something doesn't make it right it just makes it that you want it you know hey I'm all for having equal rights with everything but people forget that when you play a game you don't want all that stuff you just want to immerse yourself in the world and not have to worry about is this person going to be mad at me because I am not um, gay or lesbian I get enough people upset with me because of the fact that I'm not running a certain type of character or or class because it's much better and it's 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 much better to play with you know I don't need more saying that oh my god you are having a warrior that is lesbian oh my god what are you doing you should be a a warrior that is Mexican I don't whatever 
It's just people need to just enjoy the game. And if it and if the game is getting to that complex where you need this diversity in the game and they're not giving it to you or not making it the way that you want it, then perhaps you may need to make changes in what games you play. I'm just just uh shocked with this whole thing because this is an article that was wrote, written six days ago, seven, eight days, about a week ago. And it's still going strong. It's still pushing a lot of buttons for everyone. And it is going on social media to the fullest extremes. And it's just getting to the point that enough already. We understand. But the thing is, is that that's not Warcraft. I really, really hope that this dies out because... I want my game to be fun. I want the gameplay to be fun. I don't want the game to be forced. Let it go naturally. Forcing something that shouldn't doesn't really need to be forced is making the game worse now than it ever was before. So, anyway, all right, guys, that's my uh, that's my rant. So, if you have any questions, feel free to, to email me at qrandom. That is Q U E U E. R-A-N-D-O-M at gmail.com. And you can reach me at Twitter. I'm at Rudy underscore 8A. That is the word, not the number. R-U-D-Y underscore E-I-G-H-T-A. That's it, guys. So thanks a lot for listening. See ya.